Hello, welcome, hello and welcome, hello, welcome to Dan's Fish Livestream. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern for those that don't know where the mountains are. I'm glad you could join us. Um, and we're going to do our normal thing tonight, which is we're going to start with a shipment report. Then I'll tell you some exciting things that are happening here at Dan's Fish. We'll also tell you about the giveaway we have tonight for some coolie loaches, which is pretty cool. And then after that, we'll get to your questions and comments. So right now, let's talk about the shipment report. The first thing I'm happy to be able to announce is that the shipment of olive candy overhauls fish arrived at the aquarium co-op in good shape. So that's a relief because I really didn't want to let Candy down. So packed up all her fish last week, sent them to the co-op. So they'll be waiting for her there in Washington when she gets over there. And um, yeah, I think it all went well from what she said. So, because if there's one person you don't want to let down, it's the mod god. <laughs> also, everything else seems to be going well too. Um, I, since we talked last week, uh, no, no shipment issues. So the shipment report is all clear. Orange cones. Hey, Dan, we have mountains on the East Coast, too. <laughs> Not as big, but still. Yeah, I know. The Appalachians. One day I kind of want to go see them. Um, we had a couple little sound. Okay, Marie saying audio and video are good. Okay, excellent. I tried something different with the mic uh, tonight to try to avoid any of that. It wasn't bad last week, but we had a little wrestle in there trying to get rid of that. So, yeah. Punchy Paint says, I think Candy's on the road right now. Yep. And her fish will be there to welcome her when she gets there. So I think that all worked out. All right. So that's the shipment report. Nothing too eventful there. So let's move on to the giveaway. So the giveaway for tonight is... Some coolie loaches, but these aren't just any coolie loaches. These are the Pangeo semi-cincta, which is one of the giant coolie loach species. They get about four inches. And I, I personally prefer the giant coolie loach species just because um, when there's itty bitty species, they're already a somewhat reclu reclusive fish. And so it's just easier to find them and interact with them and stuff when you get kind of the, the more giant species. The other thing I like about this species is it has the classic orange, yellow, if you will, on brown uh, saddle markings, as you can see. I like that. There's all kinds of coolie loaches. There's kind of rust colored ones. There's brown ones. There's red ones. There's black ones. Um, but this is the style I fell in love with as a kid. Those nice bright colors contrasted with those brown saddles. And so that's kind of what I look for in a coolie loach. Now, the other ones are good too. These are just my favorites, that color pattern. So if you would like to win some of these, um, I will send you six of them if you win. In order to enter to win, type hashtag coolie. Short and simple. I know Candy's on the road, but she would be proud. <laughs> um, into the chat. And you'll be entered to win. We'll draw that later tonight. All right. Want to say hello to my mods. Thanks for being here. Thanks for what you do every week. I really appreciate it. I have some exciting news. Let's see here. Where did I put it? <laughs> It would help if I had it right here in front of me. <laughs> oh, here it is. Exciting news. So, 
this right here, I, I can't show you the other side because there's a whole bunch of, uh, you know, sensitive information in it. But that right there is our contract. Oh, I should get on the other. Hang on. I'm bad. I'm bad at this. Okay, now that we're on the bigger screen, this right here is our contract with our contractor. That all got settled today. So we're now officially under contract and things are gonna start moving hopefully on the build of the warehouse. So up till now, it's been a lot of paperwork, a lot of planning, a lot of getting engineers and contractors and city organizations to all line up. Um, but it's, it's done now. So we're, we're good. Now it just has to happen. So if that happened today, so tomorrow I have to order some massive filtration equipment, like big eight foot tall carbon filters and eight foot long UV filters and all that stuff, a, a big old, um, economizer because the lead time on that stuff is pretty long right now with all the manufacturing issues that we're having these days. So I can get that all ordered tomorrow and get things up and running. So where it go? Finally, <laughs> all the signatures are done. The paperwork's done. Now we can actually move forward. <laughs> so it's been a fun couple days because on top of the normal shipping and packing fish and caring for everything and all that, um, there's been a lot of running around wrangling signatures and making sure everyone gets all the paperwork they need and finding times when people can meet and sign and all that. But we got her done. So I am very, very excited about that. The second thing I'm, su thing I'm super excited about is... I think I might have found a company that I can partner with to help me have to go to Denver less. So I, I talked to some folks and I'm real hopeful that we'll be able to strike a deal where when the fish arrive at Denver, um, they can get picked up from the airport and brought up to me. It's been hard to find because I've been looking for a while. And usually everyone I call is like, what is it? It's aquarium fish. Oh no, we don't do pets. It's like, no, no, it's not a dog or a cat or anything like that. It's a box of fish. Um, the only thing they need is a temperature range. You know, we want to keep the, the van they're in or whatever, um, you know, in the seventies. But besides that, you just put them on the truck and drive them straight to me so I can take care of them. No, we don't do pets. You know, so I've heard a lot of, we don't do pets recently. And then there's a couple of companies that specialize in pets, but they're like, no, we don't do fish. <laughs> we just do dogs and cats. So it's been an interesting uh, process, but something fun happened yesterday. So I was calling more companies and I called one and I started talking. I said, hey, my name's Dan. I own an aquarium business up in Sheridan, Wyoming. And um, I'm getting too busy to drive to Denver to pick up my fish when they arrive at the airport and I'm looking for someone and the person was like, Hey, wait, is this Dan's fish? I was like, yeah, who's this? And they told me their name. It turns out one of my loyal customers and one of the members of the fish fam is a vice president at one of the uh, transportation companies down there in Denver. So uh, we got to talking and some might work out there. So I've got at least the first time when I talked to someone and they weren't like just straight up, like, no, we don't do pets. So I'm hopeful of that. I found another company as well. Um, 
is interested. So I've got a couple options. So I'm pretty excited. But that was really fun to be after all those rejections, basically, right? To call someone and then be like, oh, wait, this is Dan. Yeah, let's try to help you out. <laughs> it was awesome. So I, I don't want to reveal that person's name or anything. I don't know how much they want out there, but it was really cool uh, to finally get a something besides a straight up no. <laughs> Because I've literally spent hours trying to make that work and had no luck till now. Um, hey, Fishing Mailman, good to see you. Glad you're here. In fact, I think I can announce this. Um, let's see here. I want to make sure I have my dates right. Yeah. So the Fishing Mailman is going to be sponsoring the giveaway for next week's live stream. And it's a good one. It's a $100 gift certificate. So uh, look forward to that for next week. Let's see here. I think that's the, the main update we have, except for that we have a major import arriving. I think this is the largest import I've ever done um, this weekend. So we, we will have a bunch of really cool stuff come in. I'm not going to announce exactly what it is until it actually gets here because I hate it when I tell people what it is. And everyone's like, oh, I want this and that and the other thing. And then like I get shorted a few and it's like, sorry, those things you wanted were the ones that were shorted, right? I don't want to have that conversation. So I'm going to wait until they actually arrive and things. And then I'll tell you guys about them right when they're about to be listed. But it's a nice big shipment. The other amazing news is that Jonathan is going to be coming up next week uh, and joining our forces. So we'll have uh, Jonathan, Chris and I. Uh, working hard on this and we're still looking for the chief fish happiness officer the which would actually be the chief operations officer a coo we've received lots of uh, applicants so i want to thank everyone who's sent in your application we're um just giving it another week or so to collect some more and then uh then we'll start making those decisions i, I kind of want to wait till jonathan gets up here um to move forward too much on that just so that it's more fun to discuss those things with someone than figure it all out by yourself. So if you sent in um, an application, you should have heard back from me. And if you didn't, please resend it. That means I didn't get it. All of them that I've received, I, I send an acknowledgement that they've been received. So thanks again to everyone who did that. There are several of them look very promising and we're anxious to get started on that and get that position filled. But we're going to take our time to find the right person, anxious as we are. So I think you're now all caught up on what's going on here at Dance Fish. So how long was that? Not bad. It's 7-Eleven. <laughs> that only took 11 minutes. Not bad at all. So with that, um, let's get to any questions and comments. And I'm not sure if anyone's left one yet. They're probably waiting for me to finish ranting. But I'm going to scroll up and see what came in as far as I can. Anyway, a lot of stuff got cut off, but Fishaholic, how's it going? Hey, good to see you. Right. Hello. Right back at you. Hannah D. What size tank do six of the giant coolies need? So even though they're like four inches long and that's on the big end, um, they're, they're still a long, really slender fish. They're not the same biomass as most fish. They're a lot less biomass. So you can get six giant coolie loaches. I mean, if you had even a five and a half gallon tank could hold them. They're, they're not going to take up a lot of tank space. And they like to be in tight little crevices in a group and things like that. So they're not, 
you know, they're not going to mind, I think, even a tank down to five and a half gallons because it's not like they all need their own space. They all kind of cram in together and swarm around together and are very gregarious and community minded. So as long as the tank can take the biomass, um, I think they'll be fine. So I'd say five and a half gallons on up. Now, a five and a half gallon tank, the, the issue you're going to have is it's a little harder to keep things stable and things, the smaller volume of water you get. But so, you know, a 10 might be better. It's funny, better 300,000 gallons, even better. Right. I mean, you get the idea, but they're not a, a fish that demands a ton of space. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper, looking forward to that first order coming tomorrow. Yeah, let me know how it arrives, please. I, I did get all the orders out today Whew. while I was running around and collecting signatures and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, you getting your first order as well. I would, I'd love to hear how it goes. Killers Aquatics and now also Reptiles. Reminder to highlight questions and comments to Dan at symbol dance fish yes thank you bob for reminding folks of that absolutely that helps me see them if it's not highlighted for me i usually don't even realize it was left the biker course tank behind you is looking beautiful i'm glad you like it um full disclosure let's see if we can do this I have not scrubbed algae on this. There you go. When I get up close, you can really see it. <laughs> I haven't scrubbed algae in this tank in literally months. But when we get back like that, it doesn't show up so much. So, <laughs> but everything's healthy and happy in there. I have I have some plecos in there that Mile High Plecos sent me quite a while back. They're now nice big adults now. The um, Starry Night, that's what I always call them. Uh, <laughs> I think it's L183, 182, 181, one of those um, I've written down somewhere. But they keep the algae pretty pretty well under control along with the Siamese algae eaters. But that stuff on the glass, sometimes they can't get. But I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically my green wig is what this tank is. So the wig is looking full tonight. That's for sure. When I sit right here, boom, look at that. It's like I'm at Carnival or Mardi Gras. What Vegas showgirl could ask for more? Swamp Thing, congrats on passing, permitting, big step. Thanks, I appreciate it. I mean, there's still some little aspects of permitting that have to be done, but a lot of it's been completed. Um, enough's been completed to get under contract and get going, so we're good. Xanadu, congrats, great news. I know, <laughs> it's been a long road, although, with all the zigs and zags and everything that that we've had to deal with for the last you know year or so, um, could have been a lot longer. But I was hoping to break ground in December, and then I was hoping to break ground in February. <laughs> it's looking more like it'll be you know because so what that means is now all the contractors and subs and things can order all their supplies and everything they need for the job. So I would suspect. Um, I'm meeting with the, I call him dirt guy, the utility contractor and all that, um, to get an idea of when they can get going and what their schedule's like and stuff. But so there's still a little bit to do now that it's all official. They still have to get all their ducks in a row and their supplies together, but I'm hoping we can get going here pretty quick. 
<clears throat> oh, shoot. I just saw Mike Kinsis and was reading it, and then it jumped on me. Hang on. <clears throat> there it is. Mike Kinsis, congrats on getting under contract. Hey, thanks. Cheers. I appreciate it. Maria Z throwing down $4.99 in order to say hi to everyone I missed. Hi, right back at you, Maria. Thanks for being here. And that wrench looks good on you. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Hope everything's going well in your life. Kelly Foreman, you're famous. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there has been twice in my life, one in person and, and on the phone yesterday where someone was like, oh, wait, you're Dan's fish. It's happened twice. So we'll, we'll take that for what it's worth. <laughs> hey, famous enough that I didn't get an automatic rejection when I was trying to set up a courier. So that's good. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. I'm just scrolling here because chat jumped again. The Zen Ginger. Howdy. I've never owned coolie loaches, but I really want them. Could they go in a 55-gallon tank with one angelfish? Oh, no. A bunch of pandy quarries, sure, and a few bushy-nosed plecos, all but the angel. Um, they're, they're small enough that they could definitely get slurped up like spaghetti by that angelfish. Stephen P. 2003. Any tips for getting loaches to not hide all the time forever? Nope. Um, in my experience with them, like, I don't think there's anything you can do. It just takes some time. So if I go out there right now, I'll see a lot of them. But I'll just see the tip of the iceberg. They do get trained, though, about feeding time and come out for that and everything. But coolie loaches in general... That's, that's what they're adapted to do. Um, where they come from, there's really deep leaf litter and just layers and layers of, of decaying leaf stuff. And so they can spend all their lives pretty much hiding because they just go between the leaves and go around looking for, looking for stuff to eat. That's, that's kind of why they're that worm shape, right? They're like little worms in the, in the leaves looking for stuff. Um, so they're very comfortable when there's something on top of them, basically. But again, once they settle in, they'll start coming out more. And once they learn about feeding time, at least in my experience, mine always pop out at feeding time. So just this cloud comes out of coolie loaches and descends on the food. So that's my experience with them. But honestly, that's, that's their nature. So Orange Cones, I have a t-shirt that says, I have hiked the entire Appalachian Mountain Trail, says the width of the, in small letters in the entire, oh, <laughs> I hiked the entire width of the Appalachian Mountain Trail. I gotcha. <laughs> the Biker Quest, are you going to be at Aquashella? I am not. Um... I've got a warehouse to build and I dare not leave to do, to do Aquashella. The other thing is, it's not just the busy, it's also the, the at this point in the life cycle of the company, um, the resources it would take to get there and stay there and the time and the, the money, 
um, I don't think are the best use of our time and money at this stage in my business's growth. And I have to be really cognizant of that. There, there's investors that have put money on the line for this. And I, I don't ever want to be meeting with an investor and looking them in the eye and thinking, you know what, I didn't spend your money as, as well as possible. So I have thought about it, but I've kind of looked at the numbers and looked at the payoff and I have to make that a pure business decision. So I kind of feel that responsibility heavily right now. So, and, and in fact, even if there were no investors, it probably still wouldn't, let's say I didn't have to have investors and we were at this stage right now, it still wouldn't make sense. It'd be awesome to meet with you all and talk with you all and actually put faces to names and all that. Um, and I would like to do it, but there's other ways I need to spend that money and that time right now. So I do hope to be at the point sometime though, in the not too distant future where it does make sense to do something like that. Lori A99, would Cooley Loaches get along with Yo-Yo Loaches? You know, I have not tried that combo, but I think as long as the Cooley Loaches were large, it would probably be fine. I don't think I would put tiny little Cooley Loaches in with, with large Yo-Yo Loaches. But if size is um, not an issue, then I think you'd be okay. But I haven't tried it. Audrey Sampson, I have a whole house water purifier in my house. It leaves the pH of the water at 6.0 per testing. It removes all minerals. Is that safe for discus? You, you want to remineralize a little bit, but discus aren't going to mind a low pH in soft water. But nothing should live in like, you know, distilled water. Basically what happens is water is a very hungry molecule. Um... It wants to bond with stuff. And so if you put a fish in water with no minerals or anything in it, then it's going to be hard on the fish because we're trying to bond with the fish. Now, so it's more, how would you, how would I describe it? It's hungrier. It wants to absorb stuff like maybe the slime coat of the fish and stuff like that. So I don't think any fish would do well in, you know, like distilled water. So I'd remineral, if it, if it really does remove all minerals, then I would suggest remineralizing a little bit, even for fish like discus. Now, that being said, I do know a guy that this isn't discus, but he would use pure RO water and nothing else. And he used it on his blue Galeris, and he bred a ton of big, beautiful blue Galeris. Um, now, that being said, I'm not sure how good of an RO unit he had. Maybe it only stripped 90% of the minerals. And he lived out in the California desert, so his water was super hard and nasty. So even stripping 90% would leave, even 10% would be enough minerals in there to, to be healthy for fish. So... But that's the basic thing is fish need some minerals in the water because then it's more stable and isn't, isn't so, um, I want to say hungry, but what would be the term? The water isn't likely to, to want to like rob the fish of any molecules, I guess is how I would put it. <laughs> how, how is that for a scientific explanation? <laughs> the fishy mailman, so far so good on the knife. Cool. So this fish, um, let me see if I can 
I'm just going to copy and paste that here and show people. This is awesome. I've never had this fish, but Fishy Mailman got some of these bad boys. Look at this. I know what you call that. Like a, it, it's almost like a coolie loach, right? <laughs> Yellow on black or on brown. Look at that thing. Whew. Tiger knife. I'm glad to hear they're doing well. I hope they continue to do well. That's That seems a pretty cool fish. He's slowly coming out more and more in the light. Such a cool fish. Not fry safe, though. He ate three Limia Trident fry overnight. Yeah, sounds about right. Sure. <laughs> glad he's doing well. Okay, Voyanizer. No, Voyanzer. Voyanzer. Got it, I think. Will the ornate and yellow denison barbs be coming back in stock? I still cannot get over how stunning they are. Well, I order them every chance I get, and I get them sometimes. Supply is low, demand is high, and I'm buying directly from the breeder that developed them. And I tried again for this week's import. The import I'm getting this week, I ordered, I think I ordered like 100 of them, something like that. And he didn't have any, so I tried. But he did have some. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about the whole order, but there's. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he he did have some more Congo spotted puffers, so I was able to order them. I don't know if they'll show up, but I did order them, and they were invoiced. And some red belly puffers, the Arubanesco. So I'm really excited about getting some of those in, but. Often you order and sometimes, yeah, often you order and you just don't get everything. So not sure uh, when I will be able to get more gold Denison bars, but they know I want them. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll do our best. HC Aqua. Hi. Hey, HC Aqua. I hope the move is going well. Um, Jesse is between houses right now. <laughs> Moving out. So hope that goes well. It's no fun moving, man. It's a grind, but I hope it's, I hope it's as little terrible as possible. <laughs> Nevia, if Dan's fish twerks for us, will you punch the thumbs up? Oh, it'd take a lot more than a twerk. <laughs> Orange cones, you need an entire herd of Farawella. They love to clean the glass. Oh yeah, absolutely. There are the... I don't know if they could clean this stuff. There are certain like, this is like that green algae that's just, even with a scrub brush, when, when I go to clean it and I get the scrubby in there, uh, it's hard even for me with the scrubby to clean it off. It's, it's one of those nasty ones. So I don't know if even a farwella could get it off to tell you the truth. RB Animals Rescue. Will the coolie loach be good in my snail tank or they eat the snails? They will be so happy in your snail tank because it'll be like an endless buffet for them. They'll totally eat snails. Yeah, they love snails. Now, I don't know if they'd eat like a big snail. If you've got like some big apple snails or, or I'm sorry, apple snails are illegal now. Uh, mystery snails or um, rabbit snails, big stuff. I don't know, but definitely like little pond snails and ram's horn snails. Yeah, they'll eat those. Okay, chat jumps. So I'm doing what I do. You can probably tell, you can probably hear it when I'm scrolling like crazy. Where's the chat? <laughs> All right, almost there. I promise there we are. Alex Aquatic Animals. 
Are they good with guppies? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I know the coolie loaches are slow eaters. Yeah, they're good with guppies. Um, but you're right about the slow eater thing. So temperament-wise, absolutely. You would. I think the trick there would be put in a big enough piece of food, like a big carnivore pellet or algae wafer, something that sinks, that it lasts long enough that they'll get a chance to eat on it while the guppies are eating on it. Because they're not shy. They'll come eat around the guppies. But... They just need something that'll last a while is how I, I would phrase that. Now, I wouldn't put like six in a tank that has like 500 guppies in it or anything. But if you're kind of balancing ratios, I think they'll be okay. CK, hey, Dan, I have pea puffer eggs. Oh, that's cool. Waiting to hatch. What should I feed the tiny fry? Infusoria, hatch baby, brine cyclops, help. So I have never raised puffers. I would refer you to Preston John's YouTube channel. Um, in fact, if one of the mob mods wouldn't mind linking that, because he goes through the, shows you his process of breeding and raising the uh, Shodenai puffer, the Congo spotted puffer. And I would imagine it's kind of the same kinds of tiny foods you need to start them on. So I would say you probably want Infusoria, paramecium, rotifers, that kind of stuff to start them for sure. They're not going to eat anything that doesn't move. But Preston John's videos will give you a lot more information. It's He shows you the process. So, Peeps, and, and by the way, good luck. I think that's awesome. Peeps, lost sheep. My coolies are out and active. I find them feeding live blackworms helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like dropping ice cream in front of a kid, right? They're going to come out and eat it. <laughs> that way they constantly come out searching for the worms. Oh, so this makes sense. So he's not only dropping in, um, he or she, I actually don't know on Peeps Lost Sheep. Peeps Lost Sheep is dropping in um, black worms. And not only are they delicious, but they disperse and they get down in the gravel or the sand or whatever, right? And so the coolies have to actually go out and work for them. So that makes sense. Yeah, good tip. More from Peeps Lost Sheep. I also load chola wood with worms for the coolies and put it near the front of the tank. Makes sense, which over time has taught them that it's safe to come out. They're willing to do it for the worms. Yep, makes sense. Alex Aquatic Animals. I want to have my own fish store someday. Awesome. How do you do yours like have warehouse fish stocks, etc.? How do you do yours like have warehouse fish stocks, etc.? That's a very large question, Alex. Um, if you can ask me like something specific, I'd be happy to dig into it. But basically what, what you've asked there is, I'd like to own a fish store someday. Tell me about it. And we would need uh, a lot of drinks in an entire afternoon to have that discussion. So um, just give me something specific I can dig into. And I hope you get there someday. I enjoy doing it for sure. Try caustic. Thank you. Jackson Tax. Caustic. Yeah. Yeah. So like distilled water, even though it's just water, is, is somewhat caustic. It wants to bind with stuff and strip stuff, strip molecules away from other things in order to make itself satisfied. Yes, thank you. Caustic. That'll work. That's much better than hungry. <laughs> Thanks, Jackson Tax. <laughs> <laughs> takes a village to, to do a live stream for sure 
Von Von Yinzer. Okay. Von Yinzer. Everyone gets it wrong the first time or two. Oh, I'm going to get it wrong more than the first time or two, I guarantee you. But <laughs> good to have you here. Don't be offended when I butcher it again and again and again and again, please. Von Yinzer. What did I say? Von Yinzer or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it is going to keep happening, though. Scrolling because the chat did its thing. Just un, un momento, por favor. RB Animals Rescue. Thanks for answering my question. I have a pond and ram's horn snails in the tank. I have pond and ram's horn snails in the tank. Yeah, the coolie loaches will love you forever if you put them in there. The snails, not so much. Marie Z, letting Rosie know to type at dance fish so, it, so I see it. Yeah, so Rosie, this is what happens. You see all these messages? I get... Like, let's look at this, right? All this here, nothing's highlighted for me. So you don't see any orange. So I assume that that's folks just kind of talking back and forth with themselves, having a good time with other members of the community. And then you get down here and it's like, oh, that's for me. It's bright orange, right? And that's for me. And that's for me. And that's for me. So I look for those bright orange um, comments. And those are the ones I respond to because if I had to read all this right? All this, all, all this non-orange stuff, it would be a boring live stream because I would be taking five minutes. Is that no, 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 no. Until I finally got to something that was meant for me. And I don't want to have all that dead air time, right? That would just make for bad television. So that's why we have folks type the at symbol and then no space, just the at symbol, then start typing dance fish usually you'll see it populate you can select it and that's what makes it orange for me now there's a few devices it doesn't work on maybe you're on a certain kind of phone um and it doesn't work and i get that but generally it works that's how i kind of manage the stream lunatic fringe are you familiar with the specific purple morph of pelvic acromis taniatus um and its collection point has the most limited range compared to other color morphs. I don't know that specific one. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I, I can't remember if I've even heard of it, to tell you the truth, Chewy. Um, but man, I'd like to get some pelvic acromas. They're hard to come by right now, all the different pelvic acromas species. Um, nanochromas, a little easier, but pelvic acromas are pretty hard. The fishy mailman, Rosie, he probably wouldn't see that without typing, yep. All right, so I'm looking down here to see if Rosie was able to. All right, Rosie, I see your comment here. Thanks for calling it to my attention, folks. Hi, Dan, I have three pea puffers, one male, two females. He has chosen one female is mean to the other female. Is that common? Rosie, I have never tried to breed pea puffers, so I'm really not sure. But I would say... So they're not going to do like a full lifetime bond or anything like that, I don't think. Um, so if, if it is happening and it's because of a breeding thing, it's going to go away, I would assume, because there's no pair bond. But what I would say is that that can really stress out that other fish if it's getting picked on constantly. If it continues, you might need to do some separation there. This happens frequently in aquariums where you have some fish and one is just for some reason everyone decides we're going to pick on that one and it just gets bullied and bullied and it might its fins might not get nipped and it might not be any 
real signs, but it's just, it's ostracized, right? And everyone's like, get over there, get away from me. And they're just playing up against it and stressing it out, maybe headbutting it a little bit and stuff. And if that goes on, that stress from experiencing that will kill the fish over time. So just be aware of that. Let's see here. Hang on, I'm scrolling, and here we go. Igor, can I keep croaking and sparkling gouramis together? I don't think that would be a problem. I've never tried it just because um, as a seller, I wouldn't want to confuse and accidentally send a croaking gourami when they ordered a sparkling, right? Or pygmy, sometimes they call sparkling gouramis pygmy gouramis. Um, so I haven't tried it, but I, I couldn't think that that would be a problem. They're both pretty darn peaceful, uh, nice little fish. So my guess is it would be okay, but I have no firsthand experience and I've never seen anyone do that. So cancer train. Speaking of drinks, what do you drink? I'm high class. I usually get myself a nice tall draw of cold tap water. Alex Aquatic Animals, fish stocks, like how do you get supplies and how much does it cost to have your own store? As far as costs, that varies wildly. It depends on your location. It depends on how you set it up. Um, that's something that you just have to price out. So the way I did it is I created a whole bunch of spreadsheets and I got a hold of all the suppliers and got all the pricing I could and just was like, hey, I need this many of this and this is the price and got the totals for everything I could think of. And it's a lot. It's like every little piece of PVC, um, every tank, every bulkhead, every light, every extension cord. Like I, I did basically draw it out first is my suggestion. So if you have something like this, let's see if I can find something to show you. <clears throat> See if I can find one of my early floor plans. And I don't know how many of them I kept. Let's see here. So this is an idea, and this is only some of them. Each of these files is a different floor plan. So the first thing I did is I figured out what space do I have to use and what are the different configurations of how to use that space? So at one point I was thinking of doing something in my backyard, right? So, oh, I don't think that's the right file. Oh, sorry, it's gonna take just a sec. I gotta shut that down. Okay, so let's see if I can find this one. So I just sketched out, okay, if I had a 40 by 60 space, what would that look like? And I tried the aquariums in different configurations and I was like, okay, I know I want four feet between each row of tanks because I want to be able to work in there without crowding myself. So I give myself four feet here and four feet here, right? And I knew I need some blank space here for some packing tables and to store supplies and things like that. And I just played with it and I tried different configurations and I landed on this. So once I landed on this, then I could say, okay, this is this many tanks. And I could start calculating based on that many tanks. How many lids do I need? How many filters do I need? How many pumps do I need? How many of everything do I need? 
Once I got my equipment list together, then I can start looking for sources and pricing and get it all together. But it really is, it's not a quick thing where you can just be like, I want to start a fish store and five minutes later be like, that'll cost me this much. It's weeks of work. And you might not be able to find the ideal supplier because they might not deal with you yet. So then you have to start with what you can. It's like, okay, let me start with the retail pricing, at least get a ballpark. Um, If I can find out basically by finagling things or talking to people, what what wholesale costs are on some things, maybe I can kind of guess at that. But it's you start with what you can and you kind of gradually get it fine-tuned and fine-tuned and fine-tuned until you're done. So that's the process for costs. For stock, wholesalers want to sell fish. So once you have an actual storefront, um, that's not going to be a problem. Or if you have like the plans for one, um, I don't know how far along you would have to be, but wholesalers want to do business. So they'll, they'll sell to you if you have a storefront. If you don't, it'll be pretty difficult. Um, I, I've been lucky. I've been doing this for just under 30 years. And so I've, over that time, developed a lot of relationships in the industry. I've worked in mom and pop shops. I've worked at very large distributors. I've I'm kind of, in almost every aspect of the industry, I've had some experience in it and met people and created a network. So for me, it's a little different. I was able to just talk to people I knew and, and move from there, um, which brings up a good point. This is the point that Corey's always harping on, and I think for good reason. You should start by working at a fish store. Then you'll start to get an idea of what the industry is. You'll start to get an idea of what wholesale costs are and just get a sense of those things. Um, you'll, you'll make contacts with suppliers, and if you build those relationships well, then you'll be able to take advantage of that when you go to make your own store. But there's, it's a very involved process. There is no answer of like, oh, it costs this much. I would say you've got a few years of planning, honestly. Unless you want to be one of those, I mean, there's plenty of people that don't and they just throw up a store and then they're out of business, you know, in a few months, but you don't want to do that. Get the experience you need, get the information you need, create a plan, crunch the numbers, know your actual costs. This is my biggest piece of advice. Know your actual costs so that you can figure out if realistically you can make it work. And, you know, I'm still early in the process. I've, I know my costs and I think it'll work, but you know, I, I haven't, I haven't had like the warehouse up and running for years and like, Hey, this is exactly how to do it. I'm still early in this process. This is, I'm a startup. So I have a lot to learn myself. Okay. Let's see here. I'm scrolling. Sorry, folks. Had some jumping on the chat side. Wow, had a lot of jumping. <laughs> okay, I'm getting close. There we go. Nope, 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 nope. Yes, here we are. Oh, Von Yinzer, I remembered. I almost said like Voyanizer again. Von Yinzer, it's all good. It's always is a good laugh. No need to read this one out loud. Too late. <laughs> Thanks for the info on the gold Denison barbs. You're welcome. 
Um, can Cooley Lodges and Pygmy Corridors be good? Oh, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I think they would get along really well. Now, they do both occupy kind of the same niche, so you can't crowd them too much because you'll overcrowd that niche. But temperament-wise and, like, feeding time-wise and all that, I think they'll do well. Simple Jack, what are the red and yellow fish behind you? They are gorgeous. Those are gold denison barbs. The Sahayadra Denisoni, also called Roseline Barbs. Aquasican, okay, got the vodka. Gin. <laughs> Lunatic Fringe, I have a video of it. Cool, that's awesome. Go check that out. Kyle's Aquarimetrics, congrats on the contract, thanks. When do you think you will move into the warehouse? Fall sometime? Will you set up any awesome display tanks there? So I have decided... I'm not going to predict move-in time. Here's why. After going through the roller coaster of trying to even figure out what the cost would be, it'll be this much. Oh, now it'll be this much. Oh, now it'll be this much. Oh, now it'll be this much, right? <laughs> I can only imagine that times are going to be the same. We'll have it done by this date. Oh, nope, it's this date. Oh, nope, it's this date. And that's just a roller coaster I don't want to go on. So what I'm going to do instead is check in weekly and say, okay, what's the progress? Good. What's the plan for next week? Okay. Then the next week, okay, how do we do on that plan? Okay, what's the plan for next? You know, and instead of being like, I mean, there's deadlines and things, but I think I'll get very frustrated if I look at it that way. <laughs> okay, good. Lunatic Fringe will send me the video. That's nice. Rosie, it's breeding. I did put the other in the community tank. Thank you. Okay, yeah. That's for the pea puffer aggression. Yeah. Jackson Tax. Marks Aquatics in the UK has bred pea puffers. Oh, good. And has a lot of information on them. I missed that video, but Marks Aquatics is a great place as well. I didn't know he'd done pea puffers, but... For any egg scatterers or anything like that, tetras, little barbs, stuff like that, I, he's my favorite so far because he goes through the whole process and shows you the details. So if he did one on pea puffers, that's great. I would suggest him as well as Preston. Um, Preston John, I think that's the name of his YouTube channel now. I think it used to be Paddenful Aquatics. Uh, I think you can find it under Preston John. Alex Aquatic Animals would be down to listen for hours about how you, um, about how to have your own fish store. Well, I think if you amalgamate all the videos and live streams where I've talked about it, you can get a pretty good sense of the journey. I kind of haven't held anything back. So it's all out there. Um, it's just going to take some time. <laughs> We're talking a couple years of videos. Crown Tail Half Moon, have you ever used raw garlic to uh, infuse with pellets as a way to get picky fishes to eat? I haven't. I've heard of that trick, but I've never tried that. I haven't needed to. Um, but if I ever ran into a situation where I really couldn't get a fish to eat, I probably would. I don't have anything against it. It's just, um, oh, it's not something I've tried. Chris Trapp, will your store be open to the public? Um, no. 
I mean, if someone from the fish fam wants to come and have a tour, like we can set that up. But here's the reason. As an internet-based company, there's tight schedules. You have to get everything packed and ready to go by the time UPS has to receive the packages, right? You can't miss that or they just don't go out that day. And that's a big problem for the fish. So um, there's all this, and, and you pack as many orders into a day as you can and still do a good job, right? That's just good business sense. So if you've got a busy day lined up and everyone's working hard to make the deadline and then some folks walk in, oh, I heard you have fish. And then you have to spend an hour showing them around or whatever, right? Just there's not an hour to spare on those busy days. So I don't think it works for the for running an efficient um, e-commerce business. I don't think pop in customers works. There's just no way to plan your day. And in order to be effective in e-commerce, you have to be able to plan your day uh, and, and get everything out of your day possible. But if we know in advance and we can be like, okay, we don't ship on, I don't know, Saturday, come on down or Friday, come on, you know, we'd have to pre-plan it. So I want to be able to show it to people, but it's going to have to be scheduled. Kelly Foreman, will you be bringing your black kitty to the new warehouse at Dance Fish? Every fish room needs a kitty. So, I've, yeah, I've got a, I've got Shadow. He's the black kitty. And I've got Tiger, who is the massive kind of silver tiger-striped cat. It's more like a dog than a cat. First cat I've ever seen that will lay on his back and beg you to rub his belly. Every other cat I've ever worked with, you touch its belly and it's like, what, what, what? Right? Nope. Not Tiger. But um, I don't think I will. And the reason is, I don't have any to show you. With fish in tanks, it's not a big deal. But when you have fish on bags and on counters and shelves, the last thing you want is your cat to jump up there and knock it off or, or whatever, right? So I, I would love to do that, but I don't think a cat in the warehouse is a good idea. In fact, I don't let the cats down here when I'm bagging fish either, just because all they'd have to do is jump up on the shelf and knock something down and we'd have a big problem. So it's just not safe. I wish though, Kelly, I like the cats a lot. Okay. Scrolling because stuff jumped. Okay. Here we go. Peep sloshy. sheep. Do you ever see Pangeo? What's that one? Shell four die on your order lists. You have such cool patterns. No, in fact, you almost never see coolie loaches identified. So usually I'm trying to grab this so I can look at it. I, I don't know which kind it is. I don't have all my coolie loach species memorized. Oh, that is cool. It's like a marbled kind of modeled pattern. That one doesn't look great. It's kind of fuzzy, but okay, there, that's a good shot. That is cool. Kind of like a chain pattern type deal. I like that. But no, in this industry, usually it just says coolie loach. And you don't know what, what you're getting. I do have a supplier, one of my suppliers that um, does give me scientific names. That's why I'm able to call this one. Um, what is it? 
I forget the name of it right now, <laughs> but know which species it is. But, you know, if my supplier was wrong, I wouldn't know. So many of the coolie loaches look so similar. But that's cool, man. If I ever do see that one, shell four die. I'll look into it because that is a neat pattern on that. I don't think I don't think I've been aware of that fish till you brought it up. So thanks for bringing it to my attention. My fish tanks aquatics. Will you be doing plants or fish only? Fish only. Yeah. No plants. I mean, so here's the reasoning behind that. There's there's a couple things while chat jumps on me here um, <laughs> about that. The first is I didn't start a fish business to say, hey, I want to start a business and make a bunch of money. Right. This is a mission driven business. So it didn't come from like, what's the best way to, to make money? I didn't do that. Now, I'm not saying that I don't want to make money. And that's not a good thing. But what I am saying is we have a specific mission and our mission is to change the narrative in the aquarium fish industry. So I stopped hearing people say, oh, yeah, I used to have fish, but they all died. Right. That's a big problem that we have. And I want people to be able to say, oh, yeah, I started my tank. I still got it. I love it. You know, it's it relaxes me after I come home from a tough day at work, all that. So it's a specific mission and it's related specifically to fish. And it's a big enough mission that I don't know if we would ever do plants. I think there's a real need. Oh, I'm still sorry. How long have I been on that screen? Jeez. I think there's a real need um, for folks to step up and improve this industry on the fish side. However, on the plant side, which I don't know as well, but, but on the plant side, I see other companies that I feel like are doing a darn good job with plants. So it doesn't serve my mission to step in there and be like, I'm going to do plants because other people are doing it and doing it well. From what I understand, I, I'm not a big plant guy. Whereas the fish, I think we need a lot of help. So that's where I find the, the most... Uh, kind of juicy mission to kind of dig into and make a difference in. So that's where I'm focusing. Yeah. Now, could there ever come a day where it's like, Hey, we've done everything we can with fish. We've made an impact that's rolling. We need to, you know, round out the business, with something else. I suppose we could start considering plants at that juncture, but that's not the foreseeable future. And that's something that might never happen. So I'm not quite sure about that ever happening. It's me ever get any mud skippers in. No, I, I just don't have the proper setup. Uh, I don't want to be one of those shops that gets them in and just kind of, Oh, got to lower the water level in that tank and throw in like a, a, a turtle log for them to crawl out on. Right. If I did it, I want to do it right. And it's hard to, with my automated system and everything, I just, I, right now, it's not something I'm going to be able to do. Now, it's something I would like to do, but when you're first starting up and getting things up and running, you aren't going for the, the side projects, if you will. You're going for the major things that you can scale up. Once that's up and running smoothly, then you can be like, you know what? Now it's time to set up that mud skipper thing and do that right. But we haven't even got the basics down yet, so... <clears throat> So how do you say that? 
Warrior 99. That's what I'm going with. You just need a big hamster balls for the cats in the warehouse. That's right. We'll just have hamsters running around to distract the cats. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Chris Trepp, how big are the baby whales? Um, the baby whales are, I want to say two inches or so give or take a bit I, I don't think any of them are under two inches a few might be a little bigger two to two and a half there might be a three incher in there but I, I'm not sure and then the baby dolphins are I'm gonna say I'm not I'm not looking at them with a measuring tape right now but I'm gonna say uh, about three to four inches they're a little bigger eh, three I don't know if any of them are well let's see that's four inches three to four inches that's what I'm going with yeah Now, one of the reasons I got both these species is neither of them get very big. I think they're going to top out at, you know, three to four inches. So makes them easier to ship and all that. Not one do. Will shipping price drop? I hope so. But, you know, UPS recently increased their prices. I didn't increase my price. But um, UPS altered their payment schedule recently, and I got a notice from the one of the software companies I used to use to process shipping and they, you know, I still have an account with them. I just never use it. And I still get their updates. Got an update from them recently that UPS is restructuring their price and they tried to sell it as some of it. It'll be cheaper for some things, but the reality is if you look at it in aggregate, it's, it's more, um, more expensive. So it'll be a while before I can get, next day air cheaper than I have it. Um, and I'm actually eating a little more of that cost now than I was before in order just to make it still affordable. I don't want to price people out as much as possible. Man, I'm shiny. Look at this. So uh, let me see if I can find a piece of paper that's safe. <laughs> it doesn't have anything too crazy on it. So look how shiny I am, right? And then look now. And as I go forward and more of the screen comes white, I get darker and darker, right? And then back to shiny, boom. <laughs> okay, darken me up, darken me up. There we go. That's okay there. Forehead's not too bad and then take it away, boom, back to shiny. That's just the camera trying to balance the light. That's why I gotta wear light, light colored shirts on these streams, I just didn't today. <laughs> if I have a light colored shirt, then the, the forehead shine, the halo, if you will, is less, less brilliant. My fish tanks aquatics. Cool. And thanks for answering. Cool. Right back to you. Joseph Morshimer agreed. There are too many people selling limited time, limited lifetime fish in this industry. Frustrates me. Sorry. I can't, I can start over. Joseph Morshimer. <clears throat> Agreed there are too many people selling selling limited lifetime fish in this industry. Frustrates me. Wish you had more live bears in your qual in, of your quality. Yeah, we'll we'll get that, Joe um, Joseph, when we get to the warehouse. The reason I don't do that now is my water's fairly soft and it's hard enough getting um, guppies and things like that settled in hardy after import just the way that they're treated and things are done right now so 
I've decided basically not to do more of that until I get to the warehouse and have some harder water, which will be better for them. But after we get in the warehouse, I do plan on bringing in some stuff. I, I have a friend who's one, um, is it IFGA international fancy guppy association? Is that what it is? I can't remember. Um, but any world championships with his guppies and he's in the United States and, um, I'm going to see if I can't, oh, geez, I shouldn't even talk about this because if it doesn't work, then I disappointed a lot of people. But that's the kind of thing I'm thinking. Uh, can I get really good quality guppies? Um, if I could get them from breeders in the United States that are really true kind of master breeders, then, um, then I'd like to do that. So that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of for the warehouse. But I've got to get the warehouse up. And then I have to talk to my friend and make sure they're even going to be able to do some of that, you know, produce some quantity. They might not want to. They might be like, nope, I, I'm still just got these 10 gallon tanks so I can select my strains and mix things around. So, yeah. But if that doesn't work, that's okay. There's other sources as well. But there's, there's one guy in particular that I'd be really excited if I could work it out because I know how good his fish are. Lunatic Fringe, Aphiosimians, and Nothos were the topic on a stream today about the av availability in the hobby. I stress the point to ask Professor Dan about killifish. Yeah, everybody wants to know why uh, killifish aren't more common in the hobby. And I really think it's a production issue. They're not a fish that is easy to mass produce, or at least not as easy as your egg scatterers and things. And so, yeah, so it's, it's harder to produce them. Did Nurse Beckus just cheat it? Nurse Beckus, thanks for throwing money at me. Throwing down $19.99 and a compliment. You are amazing. Hey, right back at you, Nurse Beckus. I don't know if everyone saw this, but check that out. <laughs> I still wonder how they came up with pears in their stickers. <laughs> like, just imagine that meeting. We're all sitting around. We need a fruit. Apples, no. Apples are offensive. Um, mangoes, no. Limited audience for mangoes. Pears, pears. <laughs> you know, I wonder how that meeting went. Kevin Brown, is Pistol still around? Where is Pistol? Will he be helping the new store? Good luck with the new warehouse. Kevin, Pistol is still around, and we still stay in contact. Um, what happened is Pistol started uh, a new career, <laughs> and I started shipping on a different day. So it used to be that Pistol would come over on Sunday, we could prep everything, and then send it out Monday. But that didn't work anymore. Um, we wanted to make it so the fish didn't have to be in the bags any more time than they needed to be. And so now we don't seal the fish up until Monday. So... Uh, since I'm no longer doing that on Sunday, that's kind of the only day pistol was available. So it didn't work out just schedule wise. And he started a new job and that schedule got, you know, was different and all that, but we're still friends. And, uh, if I was in a bind and he was free and I called him, I'm sure he would come over. He's that kind of guy. He's one of the most helpful guys I've ever met. In fact, I always feel a little guilty because he does a lot of projects and, I'll often be like, all right, Pistol, I, I owe you. Let me come over and help you. He's like, yeah, I got it. You know, so I'm still trying to find that one thing I can do to kind of pay Pistol back just as you do with friends, right? It's give and take. It's, if it gets too much of take, then you got to be like, okay, I got to do some giving. Let me figure that out. But I like Pistol. He's a great guy. He's super fun to work with, but 
it's not going to work out right now. And he's got a very good job and um, not, he's not in the, yeah, he's, he loves his job. So it's not somewhere he's going to be like, all right, I can go work for Dan's Fish for, you know, ramen wages. Kyle's Accord Metrics. Your shipping rates compared to others along with your best of class packing are very, very good. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I think that for the, the next day air shipping, um, $29 up to $39 is not bad when it's next day air. I'd like to get it down. But, but to get there was a big step. And to get to the next step, your volume has to be so high. I would love to get there, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Rick May, huh? White paper, instant tan. I know. <laughs> That's right. That's the secret to looking good on camera. Surround yourself with white paper. <laughs> Dragon Lair, where is your logo trucker's cap? You need to wear it. How did you know about that? Um, I didn't think anyone knew about this, but we have been working on um, some merch. We did get a trucker's cap and a shirt in earlier this week. And I really like the hat. It's pretty amazing. The shirt, I, I, we have to do a little work on it. Just We have to reposition things slightly and maybe change the colors slightly so that they're what we want. You never know when, you, when you're when you looking at something on a screen, a computer screen, right? You never know what it's gonna look like as a product. So it's really darn close though. Um, but we, I haven't worn it yet because there's still some work to do on that and we have to get it launched on our store and that's gonna require Jonathan to do a little, a little coding to make that work. So um, I, I haven't like, shown it off yet. So I didn't want to wear it and then have people be like, Oh, where do I get it? And me be like, Oh, you can't <laughs> or, Oh, we're still working on it. Right. So we are working on it. I, I can't release it yet, but we do have some samples and you know, we've, we've started that process. So as soon as we're ready, you'll know because I'll wear it on camera. That's when you'll know, but I haven't forgot you dragon layer and the cap does look good. It's embroidered and it, it just looks nice. Joseph Morshimer, I am having good success so far with a group of coolie loaches, pea puffers, and red dragon whiptail cats. I'm glad you're having good luck with that. That sounds dangerous to me. Lots of snails, worms, and veggies. Very active, interesting tank. I'm glad it's working. I hope it continues to work. Um, I'd be scared of those pea puffers nipping at those whiptails, but it sounds like they've got a lot of other stuff. If you've got a bunch of snails and worms in there and stuff, um, maybe that's the key. They're so busy having fun hunting snails, they don't bother other stuff. But anyway, I'm glad you like it and I'm glad it's working for you. That's good to hear. Kyle's the Court Metrics. Also, how did Candy Shipment go? Oh, I already talked about that at the beginning of the stream, Kyle, but it, it went fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I was super glad <laughs> to hear that things went well. No pressure with that shipment, I bet. Oh no, that was yeah, that was the most pressured shipment I think I've ever had because it's candy. I didn't want to let her down, and uh, and also I was sending them to co-op, and I was like, man, I don't want them to receive a box full of nastiness, right? That would be a bad impression because I still want to work with Corey someday. I, I think he would be an awesome affiliate to have. Yeah, it's like, 
<laughs> send them a box full of dead fish. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> there goes that affiliation forever. Megan Mindy Lou, I think my botilla were breeding last night. You know what? My, um, well, let me finish that. But that reminded me of something. Either that or they were trying to kill each other. It could be either. I got video. It will be in my vlog on Friday. Fingers crossed someone will make it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Either one of those behaviors is neat to see. And they do both. I mean, when they combat, they, they get their little suborbital spines that pop out under their eyeballs. Isn't that weird? I'm going to have like a defensive dagger. Where do you want to put it? Under my eyeballs, please, sir. Like, what? But anyway, they pop those out and they swim around head to head trying to get the other fish with it. It's cool behavior to watch. Um, but that reminded me, I saw my ninja cats breeding yesterday, which blows my mind. It's the uh, galaxy ninjas, the, what is it? Tatia galaxensis or something like that. But they were, there was a group of them spinning around and, and doing all that. Now, that's the first time I've seen that behavior. It was really cool. I'm not going to get any eggs out of it or anything because I don't have time to pull them and do all that, but it was neat behavior to watch. All right. Oh, I missed, I missed, the, sorry, Guppy Barn Aquatics. Hi, Dan. Okay. White pine sapper needles affect water. I'm planning on a summer tub and it needs to be under the tree. So I've never tried it. I do know that the resin in, in conifers, um, you know, can alter things in water, but I don't know if it's bad. And I don't know what quantity, if it is bad, it becomes bad. I do know people that have ponds under pine trees and uh, like koi and goldfish and stuff, and they get pine needles and stuff in there. And everyone's been fine for years. That's about all I can tell you. Um, no, I do think, wasn't there a, a video where Corey from Aquarium Co-op was, this was probably years ago, <laughs> but was showing us his outside tubs. Mm. Excuse me. It's a lot of talking. Or totes, the big kind of um, white ones that he has. I forget the name of that. Um, IBC totes that he had out along his fence and there were some trees and stuff over there. And if I remember right, one of them was a conifer and he was getting pine needles in there and stuff. And he had rice fish in there or something. I, I mean, look it up. It was a while ago, but I think I remember something like that, but I don't have actual experience with that. I'm sorry. I have a good friend here in town though, that has a goldfish pond out under a, uh, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's a pine tree or a cedar or what, but it's a conifer. Okay, keep scrolling here. Bob Purcell, will you be putting a video on how you will be handling your water? Yes, in detail. I'm very intrigued at the once through system and how to treat the water into and out of the tanks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll be doing a lot of video of that as that whole thing's being built. In fact, we're doing a bi-weekly series called Building Dance Fish. We did the first episode a week and a half ago. The next episode drops this Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, Eastern time, where every two weeks 
we just talk about the process of building this and what's going on and, and all that. Right now, it's it's all prep work. So um, it's me talking about the progress of that, right? And other things like candy shipment and other stuff that pops in. But, you know, once we get some employees in, when Jonathan gets here and when we find our CEO and get other people, it'll, I think it'll be... Um, I think it'll be something really cool to watch. It, it's fine now, but it's just more of me. It'll be nice when we get other people in there as well and actually start having the building going up and can see actual progress and talk about it. But yeah, I, I plan on doing full walkthroughs of all that stuff, probably multiple times as it's been put together in process. In fact, I don't know if I can pull this off, but I thought it would be really cool to actually do, I don't know if he's willing, but a walkthrough with the engineer and have him describe things because engineers just are on a whole different level than I am. I know what something needs to do, but I don't necessarily know how to calibrate a system to balance it perfectly or any of that. But So yeah, that'll all be out there. Alex Aquatic Animals, my guppies, uh, my customers, <laughs> my custom, my guppies like my customers, <laughs> my customers like my guppies. They are so blue that they say it's glowing. Oh yeah. I, I used to have a supplier of a turquoise blue guppy that I absolutely loved. Unfortunately, they went out of business, so I can't get them from them anymore. But you looked at them from the top like a great pond fish. You looked at them from the top and they were like neon glowing, like a Miyuki rice fish kind of. Chris Trapp, are the African knife fish wild caught? They are. Um, in fact, yeah, I bought them from the guy that went out and got them um, in Nigeria. I don't know of anyone that's breeding knife fish, well, ghost knives, yeah, but African knife fish in quantity um, in aquariums or tubs or, or, or on farms or anything. I think, could be wrong, but I think if you have an African knife fish in the hobby, it's probably wild caught. Cancer Train, you're at the bottom of the chat. Where's your mug? <laughs> well, maybe 20 minutes ago, that was the bottom of the chat. <laughs> Geek Boy Dragon Lair has been stalking you. Hey, I'm happy to provide entertainment for Dragon Lair. <laughs> I better shut those blinds tighter. <laughs> Dragon Lair, you showed us the hat, the stream you asked us to. Be oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I get what you're referring to. I was like, wait a minute. How did you know the hat came? So Dragon Lair is referring to this. Well, I mean, I, I figured it wasn't, you know, binoculars in my backyard. <laughs> so we were picking the logo a while ago, and one of the options we were looking at was this hat right here. And that's pretty much what we did. Uh, there's some yellow in the color scheme as well. Kind of like a, a blue, an orange, and a yellow is what we ended up going with. But it's pretty much this design on this hat. Yeah. Now I figured it was something like that dragon layer. I, I was just like, did I let it slip? 
or did like did we post them on Instagram and the hat was like on the table when we took the picture and we didn't realize it and it got in frame or something? <laughs> so here I okay. There's Aquatics and Reptiles threw down a super chat that YouTube won't let me see yet, but I'll get to it, Bob. There it is. Oh, guys, going to throw down four ninety nine <laughs> and another funny sticker. <laughs> so this is this sticker is this is this is Pippi Longstocking. She's she's later in her life, right? It's several years down the road. Yeah, but it's still Pippi. Sure. <laughs> Her hair's more pink than red, but we'll go for it. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. Scrolling because chat jumps. Sorry, folks. Crown tail half moon. Is it safe to feed live scuds to black skirt widows and domestic bettas? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Deb Hall D, my husband says I have eye daggers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> staring daggers at him. <laughs> you mad dogging your husband. Mega Mindy Lou, maybe I'll buy a pair and raise some for you. Which fish are we talking about? Oh man, I'm so far behind Mega Mindy Lou that I can't remember which fish that was. Um, ah, sorry. Lunatic Fringe, there is a link in the description. The article on pelvic acromus was written by Dr. Lambo. Oh, that's a, what a great last name. <laughs> I don't own a Lambo. I am a Lambo. <laughs> um, cool. Another the Z. Seriously, I should be called the Platy Guy. It's incredible. But with guppies, no way. What could it be? It's supply chain issues. Um, I mean, I, I, is, if your tank was good, like you put them in a tank that was healthy and good parameters and all that, um, I have a heck of a time with some of the live bears, especially guppies. And it, it's been come, it's been getting this way more and more, but I, I think it's a supply chain issue. I don't know where it happens and I don't know exactly what it is, but here's what I plan to do. Okay. So when I get in the warehouse, what I plan to do is try a few guppies from friends that I know that breed them and have good ones here in the United States and see if they do okay. This just is a test, right? And then I also plan to bring some in from overseas because there's some great breeders overseas. And I'm going to take a few from each batch. And I'm only going to bring a few in at first while I figure this out. But I'm going to bring a few in, take, take a few of those and ship them to a veterinarian friend and have them run tests on them. And just be like, look, it's, guppies for some reason are hard to keep alive these days. I, I think I'm getting them from a supplier that it doesn't have saline water. They're being raised in fresh water, so I don't think it's that. Um, can you just give these a work over? and tell me if you find any pathogens or any issues so we can pinpoint it so I know what to do. 
So if I can get the veterinarian to pinpoint, okay, in this batch, I found this, in this batch, I found this, and I can kind of figure out what the issues are from each supplier. And if they are treatable issues, then I think I can start bringing in some guppies and knowing how to get them bulletproof before I sell them. Um, but they're a challenge and, and I have soft water right now. So it's even more of a challenge. So I'm going to wait for the warehouse before this happens, but that's my plan. I'm going to spend the money, get, get them all worked over, just bring in a few, get them tested, figure it out. If I can figure it out and it's treatable. Okay. I know I can bring those in now in larger quantity, bring in a few more, test them out until I get a feel for it and know what I'm doing. So that's what I want to do. Because it's horrendous right now. You buy guppies and they just fade away. And trying to figure out why. So that is the full story on why I don't have them now. Soft water. Um, and what I plan to do when I move to, to try to make that work. But I don't, And I do want to do it. I just don't want to do it in any kind of big rushed way. It's going to need to be a gradual thing figure it out just like everything else I've been doing over the last few years, figure it out until I know what's going on and can repeatedly, um, have success, um, that is lasting for the customer at scale. So I've got to figure out that process and that's going to take a lot of work. So another, the Z I don't think is just you. I think that there's something, on the supply chain that affects guppies negatively. I'm hoping it's a pathogen, not because I like pathogens, but because then at least we can identify what it is. And I'm hoping it's a treatable pathogen because then I can make it better. So, all right. Sonia Jimenez got some clown killies a while back from you. Just hashed out my first fry from the group. Oh yeah, that's awesome. My voice is feeling a little rough right now, or I'd do a big golazo for you. That's so exciting. I'm glad to hear it, Sonia. I don't know if you're just trying to hatch a few here and there, or if you're trying to do like a lot, but if you ever get a group of like 50 or more, um, let me know. I'd love to buy clown killies from like a, a source bred by a hobbyist in the United States. That would be amazing. Good for you. Oh, that's cool. Aren't they just amazing little fish? And tiny, those babies. For Achilles, they're very small, the babies. Guppy Barn Aquatics, it's live bears, figured, maybe pH. Thank you, Dan. Um, you're welcome. Hope it's helpful. Jackson Tax, I get evergreen needles in my ponds all the time from fir trees. Seems to be fine, but the algae does bloom. Okay. All right. Thanks for chiming in. Anyone else, if, if you know, chime in. Joseph Morshimer. Not sure what Corey had in that tub, but you are recalling correctly. He spotlighted all the stuff that had fallen in there to say nature progression and fish resilience. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I thought it was rice fish, but I could be wrong. And it was a while ago. I, I can't point you to it. Because it'd take forever for me to find it. The fishy mailman, it's almost playoff hockey time. Do you do you ever even have time to watch a sport with the business going it? No. <laughs> the last time I watched a game, I don't even remember. I might have watched a total of 
seven games in 2020. And I don't know if I even saw the whole thing or just the wife and kids were watching and I would occasionally pass by and be like, what's the score? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, no. It's not that I don't like sports. It's just a time thing. When I do have time, what I try to do is be like, okay, everyone get in the car. We're going to go do something active together, like bonding stuff. Um, we're going to go, I don't know, go on a hike or go play pickleball at the park or go throw a Frisbee or something together outside having fun. So that's what I try to do because I have so little time. Try to make it count. Orange cones, you should mount a camera on a pole and do a time lapse of the warehouse build. I've thought of that. Yeah, we're thinking of that. I don't I don't know if we'll actually do it. Um mainly because I don't really that would there'd be an expense. I'd have to buy a separate camera dedicated just to that. And I'd have to somehow put it in a waterproof thing, unless it was a GoPro or something. And I'd have to somehow find a way to make it, you know, stay charged. Although it might work. Like, it might be something where Chris can go out a um, couple times a week and just set up a camera in the same spot and let it roll for five minutes. Something like that. That, that might be doable. Um, obviously, I haven't put enough time into it yet to figure it out. <laughs> so, yes, it's on my mind. Skipper's Aquariums, I am working on a mower. If I win, can I give it to Monster Fish Gal? Sure, as long as Monster Fish Gal wants them. Also, the African butterfly fish are awesome. I'm glad you like them. They, they really are fun. So they're another, the, the African knife fish, the mamirids, that's the baby whales and baby dolphins, and the African butterfly fish are the tanks I find myself stopping at for a little extra time as I'm going around feeding. And just like watching and enjoying. Um, the African butterfly fish are in a bottom tank. So I, I literally, when I feed them, I remove the entire lid and sprinkle food all around so I can watch them chase around and go get it and everything. It's just fun. So far, knock on wood, they're doing great. And everyone that's got them is having a great experience. Um, I hope that continues. I think it will. And... They're just so cool. They're, they're, they're basically little arowanas that developed long fins. If you look at that fish and in your mind's eye, you're like, okay, let's, let's shrink those fins. It's like, yep, that's the body shape and the mouth shape and everything of a arowana. Um, I mean, they're distantly related. They're, they're bony tongued fish, but I'm liking them too. I, I'm glad you're liking them. They are so much fun to watch. Just everyone that's listening, be aware. If you consider African knife fish, you have to have a tight lid. They are some of the world's best jumpers. Okay. Hang on. Chat jumped again. Here we go. Orange cones. Order dance fish warehouse a drone. Yeah, that would be cool too. I don't think that's in the budget though. <laughs> Mega Mindy Lou, whatever fish you said you saw breeding. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the um, Galaxy Woodcats. Tatia Galaxy, Galaxiensis. I, I can't remember. I'd have to look at it. Goose Not Maverick, some sort of Tatia cat, I think. Yep. Absolutely. Galaxy Woodcats. 
Crowntail Half Moon. Yes, please update me on the guppy testing as I've been struggling with them. Oh, I will. Yeah, that's a whole process that we'll be talking about. And I hope I can figure it out because if I can't, then I probably just won't carry guppies. I, I What's the point? Like if they don't do well for people, you know, I don't want to just support a, a, a section of the industry that's just like, let's send out millions of fish. None of them are going to live. You know, that's not good. But I think I can figure it out. Paul Soltero, too much inbreeding is ruining species like guppies and rams. That might be part of it. You hear that a lot. I don't know how much of that is anecdotal versus actual. Um, I suspect there's probably some kind of pathogen um, that... Hang on, I'm going to shut my door. One second. <laughs> the, the kids just got home from... Uh, they were out this evening. They just got back and my son's up there singing his little heart out. <laughs> and, and I think he's awful cute, but I don't want to embarrass him. So I just shut the door. Um, I, I, I think it's, I, I hear that. I hear also they're raised in saline conditions. And so they come to fresh water and they just don't do well. Um, but I've talked to some vets and there's at least one pathogen, two pathogens that um, are pretty common in guppies. They're protozoans um, and parasites, and I think might be at the root of several things. So I want to, you know, find out from my suppliers if that's the case and work out an effective treatment regimen and see if we can make a difference. But, I mean, inbreeding might be part of it, but I, I don't know any evidence for that. I think that's anecdotal. Dragon Lair, I bet I lost 50 guppies over a year. Bought a trio last summer, threw them in a fish box full of rainwater in the yard. They survived and reproduced like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Um, what I would say about guppies is if you can find a hobbyist that breeds and raises, that raises them in the United States, um, that's your best bet. Um, if they're imported, try to get them from someone who does the work to really acclimate them and holds them for a long time before they sell them. And that's better luck. But, um, the best is bred and raised in the United States. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I know Jadron aquatics is, um, breeding and raising a lot of his strains. So that's just one place you could look. And, and Jason's a great guy too. All right. It's 830. Dang. We got to finish. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we've got to wrap it up because we're at time. So we better do the giveaway. Almost forgot that. Let's do that. So here we are. The winner of the Cooley Loaches is Deborah Dilly or Didi. Sorry. <laughs> Let me butcher another game, another name tonight. Deborah Didi. You have won. You have a, about a minute and a half, two minutes to chime in. Let us know you're here and then we'll wrap it up. But congratulations. While we are waiting for Deborah or Dee Dee, I'll answer another one here. <laughs> Jackson Duck's working on a new theme song. Yeah. Um, see, right? Fish jumped again. The fishy mailman, get the family out and play some pond hockey next winter. Then there is an, we have a hockey rink here in town uh, where we can go. 
Now I'm pretty bad, but the kids are young and agile enough that when they fall, <laughs> it's less of an ordeal. <laughs> All right, folks are saying that there are cheap options we could do camera wise. I, I'm sure there are. I just, I just honestly haven't put any thought into it. Um, I was just thinking, how do I get a camera out there all the time? But you know what? If we just do a few minutes of footage every week or a couple times a week, that's probably enough to show progress happening. It probably doesn't have to be all day, every day. All right. Deborah Didi has chimed in. Deborah, congratulations. You would, if you would send me an email, dan at dancefish.com, I need your first name, your last name, and your mailing address, then I will get those sent out to you. It's probably going to be Wednesday of next week. I have a large import coming this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to ship anything, I don't think, on Monday because I'm going to be still working on that. But um, I think Wednesday I'll be able to get them out. And so they should arrive to you on, t on Thursday. If that changes, I'll let you know, but that's the plan for now. Okay, congratulations. I want to thank my mods before I sign off for everything they do. It's greatly appreciated. Everyone that threw money at us, thanks for the super chats. Always appreciated. Never required, but as you know, it makes my wife, Brenda, super happy when money just falls out of the computer into our laps. So thank you so much. Um, everyone that asked questions and comments and made this lively and interesting, I appreciate you. Uh, hail the Lurker Nation. If you're watching on the replay, hope you can make it live sometime. But I get it. Life is busy. Anyway, I'll be back the same bat time, same bat channel next week. Until then, I hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.